Good morning. It is Think Tank Thursday. Show Me Institute is going to be with us one hour from now. Dr. Aaron Hedlund, chief economist over at the Show Me Institute, he's going to talk about modernizing Missouri's unemployment insurance uh, and the impact of uh, hitting the debt ceiling. Uh, Dave Rowland is going to be with us in the final segments of the program, too. Uh, the Supreme Court has decided to hear a case challenging state law empowering government to seize entire value of a house. Somebody didn't pay their real estate rent to the county, uh, and the county took the house, sold it for much more than this homeowner owed, and then kept the net, uh, which seems uh, to me to be patently unfair, not to mention just that he has to rent the property. Uh, waiting game for the term's first opinion uh, is setting a record. We'll, uh, we'll cover that with Dave Rowland as well. Uh, Ron Calzone, Mo First, is going to be with us. Uh, let's see, Jim Babka is going to talk about immigration, among other things. I think he and I are going to have a little debate on that. Uh, we'll, uh, but before I bring in uh, Kevin Jackson, our first guest, uh, I got a message for him from Jim uh, he said, in honor of your clean and articulate first guest, Kevin, we can only pray for some lying skanks that are listening in. I, I don't know what that's all about, but Kevin, good morning. Good morning. Uh, so uh, apparently... I, I don't uh, know what that message means. Yeah, so yeah I know. Uh, who knew? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we know. <laughs> yes, we do. But that won't get you bounced off of here, that's for sure. No, you know what? We are in talks right now, uh, kind of fresh off the press, of doing a Lying Skanks tour. And really? Do, yeah, yeah. So, you know, we already have the comedy tour. We're performing February the 9th in Florida, at the uh, in St. Pete, Florida, at the Palladium Theater. Seats about 800. So we're doing that. Then we're back in Arizona. So we have that tour going. But this guy contacted me and says, hey, man, he goes, you could be a one-man show just doing the Lying Skanks tour and, you know, talking about how people shouldn't be sellouts like the Bidens, who are obviously for sale. Because there are a lot of Americans out there who feel like I do. You know, I, I, I'll give up an opportunity if you want me to you know, to, to, to be a liar, you know, I mean, in other words, I, I tweeted that the Kavanaugh accusers are lying skanks and I stand behind that. And Melissa was like, well, you know, you probably should back down because of, you know, woke culture and all that. I said, screw woke culture. I, and so I proudly embrace it. And it's funny when I say it, people go, you were right. You know, so when this guy approached me and said, Hey man, I think we could, he wants to finance it. He goes, I'll do, let's do the lying skank tour. I think a lot of people would want to know that there are people out there like you who will stick to their guns. <laughs> well, speaking of sticking to their guns, uh, and I know in Arizona, it gets horribly hot in the summer. I mean, there's a lot of desert in Arizona. Yeah. Um, could be that it's getting much worse. Of the land and creating the droughts and melting the ice and raising the sea level and causing these waves of climate refugees predicted to reach one billion in this century. Look at the xenophobia and political authoritarian trends that have come from just a few million refugees. What about a billion? We would lose our capacity for self-governance on this world. We have to act. So in answer to your question, I would say, we have to have a sense of urgency much greater than we have yet had, and we need have had, and we need to make some changes. So, um, 
I'm just curious, is it getting worse? You know, it's funny. So it's flooding in California. Uh, I was in Vegas over the weekend, and um, it's flooding in California. The rains were hitting Lake Mead. It was finally getting some, some, uh, you know, I was at the Hoover Dam, finally getting water going in Hoover Dam. The system's been parked over the desert now for a few weeks, because normally here we get, only during October, we get the monsoons. So the desert's finally getting wet again. California's got water. They've had a a decade to figure out what to do with with, uh, overflowing water, wastewater, (laughs) you know, from drainage, and done nothing. Oh, no, 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 no. They they figured out what to do. They let it run out into the ocean. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So, you know, and it's funny to watch it. And, and, and the guys like Al Gore who come on with the climate gloom and doom are just laughable at this point. And, and, and there's a video circulating right now. I don't know if you guys have seen it. This Russian guy who lives in Britain. Yes. He's a British a comedian. Yeah. yeah, he's a comedian, right? And he's like, we're 2%. Uh, if Britain fell into the ocean, you wouldn't miss what we contribute in, in global climate change. But we're going to spend trillions of dollars. This is ridiculous. And by the way, a conversation that is not happening in any country in Africa. Not a conversation. Because African people are going, first of all, whether we pollute or don't pollute, we're not paying some stupid white man's tax. So it's just so, and it cracks me up because it's little more than a money grab. Everybody knows it on the left. They continue to try to sell it the same way they're trying to t- sell that COVID is the most dangerous thing. Look, I was flying all over the country. I, had to, I left Vegas, and I had to fly to New York for meetings with, fun, with uh, funders. And nobody's afraid of not wearing a mask. We're supposed to be in the middle of the, the, the next most dangerous variant. The, who, I don't know what level we're at at this point, but it's a variant of Omicron. And nobody's afraid. There's, I mean, in Vegas, people, I, it was so crowded in New York, New York. Ironically, that's where I was in Vegas in one of the, the hotels. And uh, it was so crowded, people just, I'm talking pushing each other. There, maybe you see one mask out of 100 people. Maybe. And then at the airport, you get there, there's no mask. You get to, I got to New York, actual New York, where it should, you know, you got the home of de Blasio and all these guys. Nobody's afraid. Nobody's wearing masks. And we're supposed to be in the most dangerous time we have right now for the new variant. And it's the same thing with climate change. It's so ridiculous. I, it, I, and I think people are finally, I hope they are, finally starting to get it. Didn't uh, the administration just try to pass a, uh, a yep. rule to make airlines... About airline passengers all wear masks again? They want masks back because, you know, you can't let people feel safe again. Uh, and, and look, I mean, we've all got, most of us have immunity. And, and of course, we all know what's going on right now with the, with the death poke. And, and it's funny because I remember coming on this program and doing my program, and people were like, Kevin, you're spreading misinformation about this vaccine. And I go, no, I'm not. Not at all. You, you take it, you're in danger. And now we get all, look, it, don't believe me. Look at the stories. They're, they're co- popping up every single day now because they're, they're no longer able to censor the truth. So you're seeing the stories. You're seeing the CDC step back. You're seeing the FDA step back. You're seeing all these different things. And, and it's validating everything we've already known. So look, Donald Trump, and this whole classified document thing is funny. Joy Behar made the comment. It's funny how Donald Trump, he just must be the luckiest guy in the world. It seems like every time we're going to get him, 
then something happens. You know what happens? The truth happens. Every time they're going to get Trump, you find out, wait a minute, you, we raided Mar-a-Lago for what Joe Biden's doing, and now the FBI's letting his attorneys do whatever they want with the data. I mean, you'd have to be Stevie Wonder meets Helen Keller in order to not see and hear what's going on here. It is patently in your face. And I think we're finally at a point where even the left are having to go. I mean, I think we were here long, long ago because I know they said there have been millions that have left the Democratic Party. But I think there's going to be the biggest exodus from the left this year and next year of any time in political history. Well, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, I thought that uh, the Republicans were a cinch for the House and Senate uh, and that, that nobody would be voting for Democrats uh, considering the state Gary, of the economy. You know got cheated. Huh? They didn't. We got cheated, but I think that the, even the appetite to cheat for the Democrats is going to be less and less and less. And I think as long as people put in the safeguards in the next election cycle, I'm going to be optimistic here. I think we can win this thing back in a way that will it'll be it'll look like Florida all over the country, because what should have happened all over the country is what happened in Florida. All right. And on that happy note, Brian is insisting. He wants to. He wants to hear some ads. He even told me. He said, "I could listen to Kevin, or I could listen to an ad." <laughs> and he said, "Let's play the ads." So we'll do that and come back. Kevin Jackson, <laughs> the Kevin Jackson Network dot com on the Gary Nolan Show, the Zimmer Radio Network. It is uh, twenty minutes after nine. Kevin Jackson is with us. The Kevin Jackson Network dot com and pushback. You know, when they're banning so-called critical race theory, they're also banning books about the Holocaust. So banning critical race theory uh, is banning books about the Holocaust? Uh, oh, please help me with that. Joy Reid uh, said this, and you're the only guy I know can explain it to me. <laughs> it's time for Kevin Explains Black Talk segment. Yes. <laughs> um, look, that's, critical race theory is a cancer in society. In fact, O'Keefe just released a video where the guy that's trying to get this implemented in the schools and stuff like that admitted that they're sneaking it in. And uh, it's just racism, pure and simple. And they, they do it under the guise of, well, don't you want to learn black history? No, I want to learn history. And I'll learn history in the context of what blacks have done in America. I mean, we, I, I, can they, could they teach more about black history? Certainly. I don't have any problem with that. If a school, if a teacher, a history teacher who's black decides, uh, on top of the curriculum, I'm going to have everybody learn about five more black folks than you normally learn about in school, I'd be okay with that. Because here's what I would tell you. Most people in America know more about black history than they know about Mexican history in America. If I said to you, name me five significant Hispanic Mexicans that in the forming of this country, you know, I don't think most people could name two. So, you know, you, th when we start looking at this from a, a, a purely ethnic, ethnic point of view, it can all look racist. So if you want to supplement your understanding of history in America, feel free. If you want a little bit more sprinkling of all the various cultures, I'm okay with that. But this idea that we've got to teach that America was some racist thing started in 1619 and that there's some institutionalized racism, 
that, yeah, maybe there was at the beginning, all started by Democrats, by the way. But if it, is it, does it still exist? Do you really believe that the capitalist system is anti-black, that the, the education system, I mean, I, I could argue the education system is anti-black, but you can certainly get around it if you choose to. I could argue that the criminal justice system is anti-black if you want me to look at it from through those prisms. But these systems are not set up to, to target blacks or fail blacks. So I just think that all this stuff is stuff that we have to teach people how to push back on, which is what my brand does. That's what we do every single day is teach people how to push back on these calls of racism in the most stupid ways. And CRT is one of them. Yeah, it's Kevin Jackson, the KevinJacksonNetwork.com. Uh, I want to circle back at the risk of sounding like the administration to global warming because of Davos, and we just we played some gore uh, audio that was absolutely insane. <laughs> there, there are people there, one Davos speaker in particular, uh, is calling for a billion people to stop eating meat. Yeah, I saw and, that. And I just wanted to let you know that you still owe me two steak dinners, and I absolutely will not be giving up eating steak. Gary, I, I was, until the Davos thing, I was content to get you those steak dinners that I absolutely <laughs> owe you. No. Post Davos, man, I mean, come on, you, you need to give back. <laughs> now suddenly he's found an excuse. And by the way, over a thousand private jets oh, went no. there. Oh they're, my they're God. the biggest hypocrites on the planet. And as I said, look at what Biden said on 60 Minutes about Trump and classified documents. He called it irresponsible. Now, yes, Jean-Pierre, is it irresponsible when, when, when Biden did it? No, not really. And look at who was tied to it. Okay, I don't know what's in those documents, but here's what I do know. I know Joe Biden's crackhead son and his, and his brother are running a criminal enterprise that was directly related to Patrick Ho, who was a Chinese military intelligence guy. In other words, a Chinese spy. I know that, that Hunter Biden got Kathy Young um, uh, hired, uh, who's a Chinese uh, lady, hired to, to be Biden's, you know, right-hand man during while he was VP. So we, there's all kinds of connective dots. If you follow the money and you follow the, the, the scandal is going to be right behind. But these guys won't admit anything. They can pretend, oh, I don't see anything when the Bidens do it. But, boy, let any of these circumstances happen with Trump. Let Ivanka Trump write in a book on page 67 and 68 that she used to wait to take showers in the evening, late in the evening when her dad was asleep so he wouldn't join her, and see how the media does that. I mean, this is insane. So the only good thing about this, Gary, is... We're starting to see all the things that these people have done, and it's impossible now for the media to ignore and outrun it. I'm seeing it on CNN and MSNBC where they're saying, hey, look, uh, you can't hold a double standard like this. You can't raid Trump and, not, and then pretend that Biden didn't do anything wrong when his own words tell you what he did. So we're finally getting to this point where things are, are waking people up. All right, Kevin, uh, last segment of the program, and it uh, deals with the debt ceiling. What is the case the Republicans make to the country to convince them that the Democrats need to cut spending somewhere? What can we get them to give up to help cut spending? I don't know that there's anything you can do. to You, you can't get a Democrat to give up on taking your money. So I think that that's the wrong thing. But I think what you can do is you can embarrass them to such a degree 
and and I, I think that's starting to happen where you say, look, you, you we no longer even need to pay attention to you. You're so nutty and your ideas are so draconian that we can just ignore you. And I think we're getting to that point where I, 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 all I'm going to say about this is that I, I'm going to find it very interesting to see how they ignore Biden in this latest scandal as it starts to connect the dots and tie him directly to receiving Chinese money. I mean, I don't, I don't know about you, but $49,910 a month in rent seems a little high. I thought that wasn't rent. Are you, you're talking about his son, right, Hunter? His son. I thought that was uh, not exactly the case. Oh, what was what? What are they saying that now? It, that it wasn't rent. They didn't didn't pay the rent. But let me let me uh, let me move on because I, there's uh, one more place uh, that I want to go with you on this, mm -hmm. and that is indictments. Will they indict either president? I think that they're. I think honestly, they're going to be forced. To do something with Biden, I, I honestly believe this, and I know I'm, it's hard. People are going to find it like, come on, Kev. I think Biden's going to get impeached over this. Wow. You think the Democrats would do that to? I think uh, they're going to have to. I think they're going in order for them to save face. They're going to have to finally say, OK. And it, well, number one, I already told you Biden was going to be their candidate in 2024. But I think that they're going to have to completely throw that family under the bus in order to say, to save face as a party. That's the only thing they can do. Because if they don't, they're directly tied to him. They have protected him. Uh, notice, before the election in 2020, they wouldn't release Biden's laptop. Before the midterms, they wouldn't release the classified information. I mean, how much more can you say we're running interference for the Bidens with the FBI and all the things that they've allowed them to do that they wouldn't let Trump do, the raids, no raid on Biden, no raid on his legal team, you know, et cetera. So you've pretty much got to just cut the court and say, nope, we, you almost have to pretend like they never existed. And we, nope, we, we were we're right there with you. Joe Biden never should have been president and, and pretended he never existed. Cause other than that, you're going to, he's a boat anchor. He's going to be an albatross tied around their neck or a boat, whatever, pick whatever you want. When they go so, after, if they go after him, then doesn't that open the door for them to continue going after uh, Trump? No, they no because number one, Trump can de declassify what he wants as president, and he has no connection to China or Russia or Ukraine. D Joe Biden, depending on what's in those documents, he, you know who knows what he did. And, and look, let's face it, we know that family's corrupt. So Joe Biden might have taken things that Hunter needed in order to satisfy the Chinese. I mean, Hunter is on on record saying he was partner with a Chinese military intelligence officer who was the highest. Uh, he said the highest ranking spy in China. He's on record saying that we, they're on record getting money. Uh, now, I don't know about this 50 grand a month, but we can figure that one out. But I do know this. They got millions of dollars from the Chinese. And look at what's going on with this University of Pennsylvania thing and the money that went there. And then they stopped that program to start looking at the at the spies that were coming into academia. I mean, Joe Biden's got a lot of explaining to do because where that money went, Joe, Joe Biden made things happen for the Chinese. Okay. All right. Uh, and, and by the way, are you sure there was no Trump-Russia connection? You know, maybe they should look into that again. I think they probably should keep investigating that one, Gary. Yeah, yeah, yeah there you go. Kevin Jackson, uh, the Kevin Jackson Network. Dot com. Kev, thanks for being with us. All right, buddy. Take care. All right, buddy. Take care. <laughs> Jim Babka. Uh, well, immigration is on his mind. He's done a, a Grace Arkey episode on YouTube about it.
He's going to be with us in a few minutes to chat some more about it. He and I may disagree on this to a certain extent. It's the Gary Nolan Show on the Zimmer Radio Network. This is the Gary Nolan Show. It's 35 minutes after the hour. Uh, we are uh, going to have the Show Me Institute with us uh, in about one half hour at, at uh, 10.05. Talking about unemployment uh, in the state of Missouri and how those benefits can be altered to make it a better place to live. Uh, and knowing the Show Me Institute, it's a way to uh, restrict how much we throw at the, uh, at the unemployment problem. In the meantime, uh, Jim Babka is with us, and uh, he's got uh, Grace Arkey on YouTube. You could just look up his name, Jim Babka, and still get to it. But before I get into immigration, Jim, uh, and and I, it, it, Brian, I'm sure will think this is funny, but uh, I, I, this is just an incredible story. Apparently, Viagra, uh, men with erectile dif- dysfunction who take Viagra are 25% less likely to suffer suffer an early death than those who don't. This is interesting. Uh, Viagra lowers the risk of heart disease in men by up to 39%, according to a new study. And men who take the drug also appear less likely to suffer an early death from any cause. Researchers from the University of Southern California looked at 70,000 adult men with an average age of 52, all of whom had erectile dysfunction diagnosis at some point in their life. Experts believe the drug increases blood flow to the heart's arteries and improves oxygen flow throughout the body. But wait, there's more. Uh, Viagra shrinks cancerous tumors and boosts the effects of chemotherapy. Overall, deaths from heart conditions steeply dropped by almost 40% uh, of these people using it. But here's, here's the cautionary tale. At the end of the story, um, the drug has been approved by the Food and Drug Administration uh, and deemed okay for proper use by regulators, uh, but, it, it, but you're not allowed to use it for this purpose, it's only, you can only use it for erectile dysfunction. So, a drug that could potentially save lives or extend them for years, you can't legally uh, prescribe. <laughs> so, I, I mean, we can hear Brian giggling in the background. Uh, but in all seriousness, the inability to uh, rise to the occasion is uh, a canary in the coal mine for uh, a variety of problems. It could be diabetes or a heart condition, uh, circulatory primarily. And doctors have known this for quite a while. Uh, 10 to 12 years ago, Life Extension was talking about this, uh, about how this is, was uh, likely. Now, obviously, diet and exercise are probably going to, are better natural approaches to this, but uh, it's, it's actually advisable. Uh, what you just gave out was with sound medical advice, it's not brand new. This isn't flash news. This is something that's been tested now over over the last decade plus that the drug's been out there and available. And the FDA, as we know, is largely there to kill people. Uh, now, that's not what they say on the door. Uh, what they're really there to do is they're there to protect a set of business interests and make sure that certain uh, monopolies, uh, a cartel maintains its monopolies over uh, various chemical compounds so that they can maximize the price for which they sell it. 
and it's a, a protection racket. So the protection racket process has to be gone through again uh, to do that. Now, between you and your doctor, if you've heard this news and you say, wait a minute, I want to give this a try, uh, you can still talk to your doctor, and doctors are able to prescribe off-brand. It's not illegal for them to do so. Uh, they have that power on almost every drug in the, in the store. Uh, and uh, you could also choose, if your doctor's a little hesitant, to fib about your condition. Uh, how would he know? He wasn't there. At least, he, I don't think he was. <laughs> if so, you've got a very strange relationship with your yes. doctor. I found the use of the drug lowers a person's blood pressure, mm-hmm. which helps flow throughout the body, decreases the risk of clotting, and other blockages that cause uh, severe heart problems. Uh, it thins the blood in order to help uh, it flow uh, to a, a particular organ, uh, but others as well. Uh, it also improves the flow through the bra- uh, brachial artery, a major blood vessel that supplies blood to the upper arm, elbow, and hand. Studies on mice cited uh, by the researchers uh, found that those exposed to the drug suffered less severe heart attacks. I mean, it's, it's all kinds of good news if you're, an, uh, you know... Uh, Suffering high blood pressure, or you've got a uh, an increased risk of stroke or heart attack. But yes. uh, apparently, the yeah, and there's, there's a couple there's a couple of drugs out there that work like this, where there seems to be some kind of preventative effect uh, for various conditions. There's a couple things in the diabetes area as well that uh, can help you lose weight or help you uh, bring down your your sugar count, help your body dispose of it better. Um, so there, there's a couple things that, you know, people can do uh, medically. Now, those things, long-term, most drugs have some kind of side effect. And, and it's not a great long-term strategy. It could be a fantastic short-term strategy, but not really a great long-term one. People should really consider uh, a, a regimen of diet and exercise, and if they can afford it, maybe even some hormone replacement therapy. Because uh, as you age, your hormone levels get really irregular, and some of them, some of the key ones deplete. And as they deplete, uh, your body ages, and aging is a disease. So, to the degree that you can fight that, you can live longer. Well, there you go. All right, uh, we have gone completely off target because I just saw the study and I realized oh, I'm, that... I'm actually, you know, we kind of, you know, you bring it up because it's kind of, you know, it has a kind of a humor angle to it as well, but it's actually, you just gave everybody really valuable medical advice. It'll probably be the most valuable segment on the show all day. I'm not kidding. That's, people should actually look into this and if they can get a, a fix on that, a beat on that, they should also look into a gym membership and maybe some diet changes and, you know, start to try to improve their life. Wow. There's, you know, did you hear about Ozempic? Uh, Ozempa? Ozempic, yes, no, no, I think it is. There's another thing that's going on, and there's a drug. Uh, in fact, the New York Times has a piece out this morning. Uh, there's another drug, and I had it in my mind. I just can't think of the name of it right now because uh, it's got an unusual name uh, that also uh, helps fight diabetes. And so, yeah, there's, there's, uh, there's actually a shortage of Ozempic at the moment. Because it causes weight loss. Causes weight loss. Yes. Um, now, my, my concern there is... These are new. Like, the, the information you just gave a few minutes ago, that's old. Like, this is something that they've suspected for 15 or 20 years. And they knew exactly what the mechanism was that delivered the wonderful result that caused men to go get the prescription. But uh, this is a little more speculative. We know immediately what's happening in the short term to people who are taking these newer drugs. What we don't know is what side effects this will create long term and whether or not there'll be some kind of dependency or whatever. Like, can someone lose weight, get their, their 
uh, their numbers back to a better place and can they figure out then how to stay there uh, through diet and exercise. Uh, and that, that's, you know, I don't know yet whether that's something that should be, should or should not be recommended, but the advice that you gave just a few minutes ago, that's something that's not new. It's been repeatedly tested and uh, it, they keep coming up with the same result. They understand very well what the mechanism for Viagra is. One wonders why they don't prescribe it more often. Maybe I don't know. Uh, well, there's other drugs on the there are people who are Some of them are more profitable. There's not uh, the Viagra is not is not as profitable. Well, they, um, you know, they they, they also, by the way, have a fundamentally wrong understanding still in the medical community of what causes heart disease. But that's a whole other topic we can get into. Well, now you got me. Uh, now I'm curious. Well, well, ever since the government weighed in on this and joined in, they've they've treated fat as the enemy, and they've recommended carbs. Uh, oh, that, all right, yeah. And and that has not that has not worked. That's that's killed people. And I, you know, I still to this day will talk to somebody in their seventies or eighties, and they still buy that a hundred percent. You know, say, well, you know, and you know, then you look at their prescription cards. You know, they're taking like eighteen different drugs. It's it's crazy. Yeah, uh, I've argued this um, in, in the past. Uh, in fact, it, it, it uh, exacerbated, that food pyramid exacerbated the obesity problem in this country. Uh, as people began uh, eating refined carbohydrates uh, and, and putting on more and more weight. And, and the government subsidizes those foods uh, directly. Uh, they've also taken sugar out of our supply and put corn syrup and things. And corn syrup has been very, very heavily subsidized. Archer Daniels Midland Corporation made sure... Uh, throughout the uh, 70s, 80s, and 90s that they were getting, in early 2000s, that they were getting very large subsidies, which are not kind of permanently in place. We replaced a lot of our uh, cattle, uh, a lot of our, our farming with uh, um, corn-based products, which is really a fuel. It's not really good for your body. Uh, we've replaced it with, uh, with a fuel. And, uh, and so we've tried to find every way we could to stuff it in every product we could. And this has this has uh, contributed probably more than anything to the obesity epidemic. There are a couple other factors that are pretty big as well, but that one's huge. All right, we've gotten completely off track. Honest to God, we talked before the show. We're going to talk about Grace Arkey, and uh, we're going to chat about immigration. So we're going to get back on track with Jim Babka on the Gary Nolan Show, the Zimmer Radio Network. It's 10 to 10. Good morning. Glad to have you with us at about 5 after 10. Uh, the Show Me Institute's going to be on board, how to save money with this uh, unemployment uh, scheme that we have here in the state of Missouri. Uh, but before I go back to Jim Babka, I found an interesting statistic uh, dealing with all of the battery-powered cars that have been sold in the United States today. Uh, Brian, apparently 98% of all electric vehicles are still on the road today. The other 2% made it all the way home. <laughs> so... People should know that. Jim Babco with us, uh, Grace Arkey on uh, YouTube. Immigration, you're, you're not happy with the governor of Texas. Oh, I'm, I'm fine with the governor of Texas. I don't think the people of Texas should be thrilled with what he's done. <clears throat> I don't think people cheerleading for him understand what they're cheerleading for. Uh, here's the claim he made. They have, uh, they have bust. Uh, remember busing, how bad busing was? They have bussed 15,900 immigrants out of their state to four different sanctuary cities. And, you know, he's claiming this as a victory, as a heroic thing. And in this episode of Grace Arkey, which can be found on YouTube and, and five other uh, major podcasting platforms, 
we we uh, we have addressed uh, that claim, and we've looked at it both uh, economically and politically, and found that it uh, was not good for Texas. Uh, it was better for the blue the, the blue sanctuary cities to which he sent these people, and we found that politically it was not good for the Republican Party. It was better for the Democrats. All right. Well, how is it bad uh, for them? Because these people are just surging across the border, uh, and uh, all of those government programs that are you know, in place to help these people uh, get started are being taxed. Private charity is being taxed. They're all in one location. How is that a bad thing for him to send them to other parts of the country? Well, that doesn't really change the uh, the taxpayer situation any, does it? Well, it does for the local taxpayers uh, and those border cities. Sure. So uh, we aren't going to have time to go through all the arguments that we uh, we obviously uh, laid out during the show, but we started off with GDP. And I'll start with GDP because GDP is easiest to do. It is simple addition. When you add more people to your economy and then they go to work, your economy grows. When you add more people to, to your the economy. government help list, uh, the taxes go up and your economy shrinks. Uh, no, your economy doesn't shrink. Your economy still grows. Money's still moving around. GDP is the measure of the amount of economic activity that occurs. More people are working, and that is that expands productivity, and more people are consuming, and that expands the overall size of the economy. Overall, I agree with that, but if my money, if they're taking greater amounts of my money to redistribute in order to yeah, make... so this is an interesting focus. We're going to do three episodes on this, actually. And uh, the third one, we will address your, your claim more directly. But uh, let me just say for the time being that it's, it's fascinating to me. This is one of the proof that conservatives aren't really conservative. There was a time, I can remember, my father was of this generation, where they were appalled at the increase in um, development of all of these welfare programs. The Great Society to them was one of the largest tragedies that happened in the country. Most conservatives today don't even know what the Great Society was. Um, and <clears throat> they don't really oppose it. I mean, sure, verbally they might say something, but what they do is they blame people who didn't pass these policies, who, came into the con who come into the country, who, by the way, very much want to come here for the opportunity and the work. I know, we know a whole bunch of them. Uh, they come here for that purpose. And uh, they, and, and instead of blaming the politicians that put this in the, uh, there in the first place, and then, by the way, instead of blaming themselves, looking in the mirror and saying, we really want to make uh, a policy of this. Now, I make this claim very specifically because we have in the past at Downsize D.C. addressed welfare programs, and people get, eh, okay, yeah, you're right, they shouldn't do that. But if we bring up immigration, people come out of the woodwork. It's amazing. It's, it's the lightning rod issue in American politics. So what we have here is a situation of scapegoating. We blame people who are not actually responsible for the crime because we want to continue to commit the crime. Secretly, conservatives really love the welfare programs because they can think of somebody they know who's on one, and they're happy it's there for that person. Well, I'm not sure I fit in that category. I think if you want to come to this country uh, because you're looking for a job or you want to feed your family or you, you're oppressed in your other country, whatever the reason is, you can come into this country and go to work, uh, rely on friends and charity. Uh, I have no problem with that. But when you come into this yeah, country... See, most, people, most people say that, but the problem is it's actually very, very difficult to do that. Well, of course it uh, is. It's, it's, no, no, I mean, like the, there's this myth of the queue, and we don't have that in our current sequence plan, but we will at some future episode address it. But there's this myth of the queue 
that there's some easy way to get in. And the reason I haven't addressed it, honestly, is it's a very technical subject. It has a lot of different facets to it. Well, I've talked about the queue with listeners. There are people who are legally waiting to come in here for a decade and more. Yes, and Uh, that shouldn't happen. And that should not happen. And there is a deal. There has been a deal on the table for the last several years where there was a willingness on the part of the, the Senate Democrats to cut a deal that would expand the queue in return for some other concessions that conservatives you would think like. Like, this is the objection that they raise. Well, we'll do something to kind of mediate this, this concern of yours. You let a few more people in, we'll mediate some of your concerns. And, and they say, no, absolutely not. Nobody's allowed to come in. And this well, is where we get down to the real rubber meets the road issue. Everything that's a law... We, you and I, have the power to change. Well, we, have, we don't the, try to change that. We have this problem where uh, if they come into this country, they have no skills. They could go to work in the fields, make it a few bucks an hour. They would only do that because it's better than, the, than what they left. So they would provide labor. But you've got minimum wage laws. And then you've got to get signed up for an income tax. And you've got to pay a FICA tax. And... It, it really gets uh, incredibly cumbersome for these people to come across the border and get a job. And, and then you hear these are Well, anyway, th- I was going to go into a, a, an argument that would really make your case, which is the... Well, it, 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 you're going to have to sink or swim on your own, pal. I'm not helping you. But, but the other argument that I keep hearing... Uh, the other argument I keep hearing from people is, oh, but they're taking our jobs. Yeah, so we cover that in this episode. We explain the two ways that this is not true. Uh, And it's a logic exercise. So somebody should be able, anybody that considers themselves a logical person should be able to follow the logic of it very closely closely and say, oh, okay, I get it now. Uh, But very simply, they don't take your jobs. Well, uh, I agree uh, with with almost everything. The only problem I have is uh, that, you know, if they're being burdened, with this excess number of people on these little border towns, they ought to be able to ship them to wherever they want to go. Uh, well, the, and, the, and those people would choose to go there. So I'm, I'm in Akron, Ohio, and we have a thriving, and we're not on, on, the, on the coast in any way. Uh, we have a thriving uh, 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 immigrant community. Oh, wait a minute. Breaking, breaking news. Alec Baldwin has been charged with involuntary manslaughter. Uh, he, this was the uh, shooting uh, at the uh, Rust, Rust. Yep. Uh, web uh, uh, movie shoot. Um, but he didn't pull the trigger. But they couldn't get the gun to misfire when they tested it. Wow, that's breaking news. All right, you know what, ladies and gentlemen, go to uh, YouTube and look up Jim Babka or Grace Arkey or wherever you podcast, look up uh, Jim Babka or Grace Arkey. And start watching this, because in all honesty, he is right about more people coming into the country. They yeah, consume. That we means they're driving the economy. One, they have to produce. We discussed a concept called One Billion Americans. People will find new information if they come to this episode they haven't heard elsewhere. Got to run. Show me Institute's next. Thanks, Jim. Gary Nolan, Zimmer Radio Network. This is The Gary Nolan Show.